Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, a show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas, and if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Hey, podcast world. We're back again. We were just here yesterday, although we weren't really. We took a a break, but... uh, You didn't notice it. You didn't notice it because we just front-loaded a bunch of episodes. And now we're back. We're back. We're here. It's Sunday. Happy Sunday, everybody. Sunday, December 17th, next weekend is Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday, so make plans to be with us. If you're planning on coming to Compass Bible Church, we're going to have a a service Sunday morning and then two Christmas Eve services, one at 3.30 and one at 5. So uh, in light of that, invite some people. That'd be good. We would love for you to invite people. In fact, we've been giving you those little cards if you've got a couple of them in your Bible because they've stockpiled or maybe today at church you want to pick up some more. Um, Invite people. This is a, people are ready to go to church around this time of year. You've heard of CEO Christians, which are the the Christmas Easter only crowd. Um, This is Christmas. This is one of those times that people like to come to church. So especially if you've got family coming to town and they're staying with you, they don't have to pay you room and board, but they need to come to church with you. I think that's a good call. Yeah. You should make that. Hey, yeah, come into town, stay with me. But, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to go to church on Christmas Eve. That's what we do. And, uh, and worship with us. So Hey, we're excited. Um, it's a week away, but today is December 17th, which means that we've got a couple of birthdays to recognize. First is Mario Delgadillo. Happy birthday, Mario. Happy birthday. He, I think was out in California. I don't know if he's here right now, but if you're in California, happy birthday there. If you're here, happy birthday here. Eat some Mexican food for me if you're in California. Yeah. I had one round of Mexican food in California. I'm disappointed in you. Well, yeah. I ate a really good burger at this place called Eureka Burger, but only one round of Mexican I food. I bet there's better burgers here. That's my suspicion. Probably. Probably. But it was good. Hey, and probably, probably, we think it's your birthday today, although... I think it, it was your birthday earlier, probably. If, <laughs> if your birthday's not today, let us know and then help us update your profile. Right. Let me just say that. Because your profile says it's today. I just filled you out a birthday card that I hope to give you at church today when I see you, but... Um, Happy birthday, probably. If it's today, happy birthday today. If it was another time, happy birthday whenever it was, because we love you and appreciate you. All year round, on your birthday and off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, man, it's good to be back in Texas. Going to California was was good, but uh, but strange. It felt- uh, It's good to be home. Yeah. I felt like a, a, a stranger in a place that felt like home in so many ways, and yet it was different enough. And it was great to see everybody that's out there. We've got, we've got a lot of people out there that listen to this podcast. Um. So, in fact, your your former admin is a faithful listener to the podcast. I miss Monse. Yep, there it she is. Got to be here. There you go, Monse. You got your name shouted out on the podcast. So Mon, Mon, not mine, Mon. Hey, listen, there's too much gringo in me to get that out. No, you could do it, Monse. Mon, Mon yeah. there you go. I got it, Monse. Mon, Monse. Nailed it. Well, she had the best laugh. You could hear it. Contagious. Yes. And you could land airplanes with it. <laughs> That's like sonar. It just the sounds. Birds heard it and would flock. Yep. Yep. Which was, I'm sure she's cackling right now about all that. So. <laughs> Well, hey, let's jump into our Old Testament reading for the day, which is a whole book, a whole book today and tomorrow's. Tomorrow's a is a little bit one. beefier, uh, but today's is Obadiah. Uh, Obadiah. Obadiah was a, uh, a prophet who had a lot to say about Edom. You think, well, who is Edom? Edom was, were the descendants of Esau, the, uh, the brother of Jacob. You remember that whole story, Jacob and Esau, the birthright, the stealing, the deception, all of that. Uh, Edom is the uh, is the people group who made up the descendants of uh, Esau, and, and and that 
split between Jacob and Esau was not just a familial split, but it was a generational split. Uh, that would prove to be uh, to have r- ripple effects and, and ramifications that lasted far beyond the life of Jacob and Esau, the figureheads of both Israel and Edom. And here we find Obadiah prophesying judgment against the Edomites for all of the bad and all of the wrong that they had done to Israel down throughout the generations. And so here he is writing to them and, uh, and calling them to recognize that things are not going to go well for them. Their pride, verse 4, though you soar aloft like an eagle, though your nest is set among the stars, from there I'm going to bring you down, says the Lord. Um, verse 11, on the day that you stood aloof, the day that the strangers carried off his wealth, he's talking about how you didn't come to the aid of your brother, um, to the, the aid of Israel, the Jacob being the, the figurehead of Israel. And so the, the brother language being there, used there. Verse 12, don't gloat, don't rejoice over the downfall of Israel. Uh, and so really the book of Obadiah is a reminder to the Edomites that, hey, God is aware of everything that you've done and you're not going to get away with with uh, spurning his people and detesting and despising his people. And the things that you've done have not been good. Yeah, this is a, t- a difficult book to read. Short, short though it is, uh, it's probably most likely, although there's, there's, there's more than one guess about this, during the Babylonian campaign, Against uh, against Judah back in 586, it seems like during this time in, in Judah's lowest of lows, their their worst of worsts, their family members, some of their closest relatives, were not only unable to help them or unwilling to help them, they were actually actively against them and opposed to them, taunting them and and even humiliating them. And so God, through the prophet Obadiah, says, look, you're not getting away with any of this. This is this is going to be bad for you. Because uh, in all these ways that you could have and perhaps should have helped Judah, you failed to do that. And so the day of the Lord is near upon all the nations in verse 15. God has a day marked on the calendar. This is the day of the Lord concept. You're going to see it all over scripture where he will vindicate his people and judge the unbeliever, judge the wicked. And so this is a book about God's justice. He's he's not forsaking. He's not uh, infinitely delaying his justice. He is delaying it for a season until the right time. Now, when is the right time? When is God going to judge a week? When's God going to do what God promises to do? And this is one of the challenging aspects of scripture because there's multiple many days of the Lord where God does step in and deliver the righteous and judge the wicked. But there's also an ultimate day of the Lord that will come only at the very end of the ages, the final eschaton when God wraps it all up. So Obadiah should remind you, God keeps score, and our job is not to do that. Our job is to let God be faithful to his word, be faithful to his people, and to deliver when the time is right. Right. And like we said earlier about Christmas and inviting people, I mean, we say that tongue-in-cheek, but really the, the reason is, is because of the reality that we're talking about right now, that that day is coming, that there is an appointment for everybody uh, for judgment with God. Even as believers, the, 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 the Bema seat, is, as unbelievers, the great white throne. Well, we want as many people before the Bema seat as possible rather than the great white throne. The Bema seat being the judgment seat of Christ where we receive reward or where we forfeit reward based on what we've done here on earth as believers. The great white throne is the uh, the place where if the, the name was not found written in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, which is everyone who's going to appear before the great white throne, they are cast into eternal torment and judgment in the lake of fire. So we want to get people out of the the great white throne judgment and into the bema seat presence of, of Jesus. So that's part of our motivation to say, this is why we want to invite people to come to church this Christmas season with compass. We are focusing heavily on the gospel. It's going to be true to this morning. As we look at the son of Abraham, it's going to be true next week. As we look at the son of God, it's going to be true 
in our evening services as we talk about uh, the, the, the concept of, uh, that's talked about in the hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, this idea of longing for a Savior. This is a perfect time to invite people who aren't here, who, uh, who need to, uh, to come to faith, to, to be at the church. Um, and so plan on, uh, on doing that. It's, it's an important thing to do. You never know when God will, will grab hold of somebody's heart. We, Pastor Ron, I just heard a story of somebody just, just recently that family thought probably not going to happen. And God was kind to open this, this man's eyes um, to the, his need for Christ. So uh, put them in the way of the gospel. Bring them to church. Good, great way to do that. Good application. Hey, Revelation chapter 8. Uh, Revelation, we've been in the seal judgments here, and the seventh seal is opened in chapter 8. So you remember, uh, these seals were on a scroll, and there was only one who was able to open uh, the, the seals, and that was the, the person of Jesus, the lamb that was standing as slain. He was the only one found worthy to open the seals. And so we come to the seventh seal, and the seal is opened. And there's an interesting comment there. There's silence in heaven for half an hour. Interesting that John is is cognizant of, of time. Counting time, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he, there's there's just silence. And uh, I don't know about you, but can you imagine just 30 minutes of nothing, of just dead air? <laughs> Awkward. In, in that environment? I mean, you're probably so overwhelmed by everything that it, it probably didn't seem like it was that long. But... Um, it's it's silence and you wonder well why is it silence and i think it's silence because of what's coming i think it's silence in preparation of the judgment that that begins from here because the seventh seal uh, does two things it, it it ushers in and, and now in the, the the temple there were really two altars there was the altar with with incense and then there was altar for the bloody sacrifices here in the presence of god there's one altar and before this altar is brought both the the incense which are the prayers of the saints and the prayers of the saints i think are the prayers for justice and vindication and for god to act and so the prayers of the saints are brought before the Lord, and the answer is the judgment of God. And the judgment of God is then poured out in the next series of judgments, which are not seal judgments, but now trumpet judgments. So you're going to get these seven trumpets, and they unfold throughout the rest of chapter 8 and chapter 9. Uh, chapter 8 being four of them, chapter 9 containing the next three uh, or two, three. Three. Anyways, chapter eight has six, four. four and these five, six, seven. Yeah. Three trumpet more. judgments unfold. Um, and, and really what's happening here, if you're wondering, okay, where are we in the, the tribulation period? This is the, the beginning of the tribulation period after the church has been taken out of the scene. And this is representing the increasing intensity of, of God's judgment being poured out on the earth as things continue to ramp up. These are a lot of things that are happening that, that God is behind here. This is not just him taking his hand off the common grace of the church not being there, which is a lot, I think, of what we saw in this, the seal judgments. I think here we're seeing much more of this is God's direct hand inflicting uh, punishment and judgment on the earth. So we just got done talking about the day of the Lord and Obadiah, and here you see the day of the Lord unfolding. This is part of that one day. And, and again, you're noticing here that there's actually more than one day involved. Tribulation itself is not just one day, it's multiple days, uh, seven years to be exact. And so what we're seeing here is God's day being unveiled. Now, what you should see with this, as you read through these, you should allow yourself to feel a certain sense of trepidation, uh, a certain sense of awe, even as it was appropriate for all of heaven to sit silent for half an hour. Maybe it's appropriate for you to sit and reflect on what this is going to mean for your neighbors, your family members, and anyone else who isn't in Christ. What a good time it would be for, for you to take chapters 8 and the book and chapter of Obadiah and to go through your prayer list for people that don't know the Lord and to pray specifically for them. Uh, your invitation to church uh, may not go on deaf ears if those uh, if those invitations are done um, in and through prayer. So look at their future apart from Christ and intercede for them uh, because you may be the only one doing it. Yep. And who knows what God will do with your prayers. Yeah. 
yeah, one note here as you're reading chapter eight, you'll notice the repeated phrase here is is one third, one third, one third, one third. And I think that's that's worth paying attention to because why isn't it everybody? Why is not God just wiping out everybody? Well, I think there's there's one element is that there's still time here. There will still be those during this time period who are saved, who do come to the understanding of their need for Christ through this. And, and even think about right now in technology and, and some of the things that God might be doing now presently in, in preparation for saving some people out of the midst of this horrible time. And listen, the, 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 the takeaway from this is, oh, great, people will be able to be saved during that time. I'll just wait and get saved during that time. That's a horrible takeaway from this. But the reality is people will be saved. And I think when you look at the the concept of all of our, our digital resources with scripture and sermons and sermon audio that are available now, you look at all the books and the libraries that are that are full of, of solid Christian works, scripture will still be present on the earth. People will have an opportunity to repent. And though the message as Revelation continues to unfold is so many don't, so many refuse to repent, they still continue to worship the very things that are bringing judgment upon them. There will be those that do repent during this time. And so even God's mercy in chapter 8 with these judgments being poured out is evident here. He is merciful and kind, giving people an opportunity to repent instead of wiping everybody out in one fell swoop. Now is the day. Today is the day of salvation. If you're delaying for whatever reason, you're reading the Bible with us and you're not yet putting your trust in Christ, what are you waiting for? Today is the day. The Lord may come back at any moment. You ought to be prepared. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, we didn't mention it, but last night was the uh, men's cricket. I can't believe you won. I didn't. I was going to ask you who won. I, it was you. I, Do it you was, not remember? It wasn't me. Do you not remember? It wasn't me. You had the best brisket. And as, as I said before, look, we're going to be impartial judges. We can't just say it's not you just because you're the pastor. I am confident it won't be, though. I'm, I'm, currently, I'm currently cooking that brisket right now and, and monitoring its after? temperature. As we're, the uh, day after? How, how is that? Yeah, the, the day after um, and monitoring the temperature on that. So I'm a, a little nervous on that, but hopefully it turns out. By tomorrow, by the time you listen to this, you'll know. Man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna eat before I get there, just to just to be frank. Just with cover you. it. I'm gonna eat. Just I'm gonna to I'm sure. gonna go to Hutchins just okay. to make sure I get my fill. Okay, but I'm gonna go full. Yeah. Well, you typically don't eat before you preach, anyways, right? I never do. Yeah. I can't. I can't preach on a full stomach. Yeah. That's that's a good call. I stay away from carbonation before I preach for sure. Well, that one makes sense. Yeah. For, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But uh, I'll I'll try to eat a breakfast before I go into to church. Otherwise, I I just get queasy and lightheaded. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, well, hey, we are uh, grateful that you joined it. Man, this is one of our shortest episodes we've ever had. Hey, well, don't overpromise and underdeliver here. Let's uh, let's just keep it for what it is, and maybe maybe the Lord will make these more concise as the as the days go on. Who knows? Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you, and we'll catch you again tomorrow for another episode. See you then. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. We hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the Word. If it has, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a like, leave a comment, and share it with some friends and family, that would be awesome. If you need more information about Compass Bible Church here in North Texas, you can go to compassntx.org. Again, that's compassntx.org. And we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Thank you.